0: coming up on verse course verse Rachel I work my ass off that's how I afford my rock and roll lifestyle that's <laughs> next welcome to first course verse episode 88 I am DL with me is Rachel short skirt, long jacket polio. Rachel, how are you today? Doing good. You don't strike me as a skirt wearer.
1: Uh, I'm like a skirt if I run out of work pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a million degrees here today. That's been real nice because my house has never air conditioning.
0: While editing our podcast of this year, there's one thing I've realized. Hmm. We are too old to do a podcast. Because we're talking about the weather? Every fucking episode, we start with the weather. <laughs>
1: Uh oh, looks like a storm. I used to make fun of, there were certain
0: <laughs> people in my group that would always try to talk about the weather. And I'd be like, dude, you can't talk about the fucking weather. Okay. And now the
1: kids talk about,
0: now we are the people that do that. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. We are here doing a band dissection. Last one of the year. I got to pick this one. Lucky me. So far mm-hmm. this year, we have done. Don't remember at all. Hey. Was Joy Division was last season or this season?
1: I think that was this season, wasn't it? I
0: think I picked... No, it wasn't. Joy Division last season. It was last fall. To wit, you picked Amy Winehouse right this year. Mm-hmm. And then I did one with Evil that was System of a Down. And now we are doing Cake. This one. Kind of my choice.
1: I feel like we agreed. I feel like you gave me options... And I led you towards this
0: one. I think that's safe. And in retrospect, it was one of those things where I knew that we were going to do a band dissection of cake because I love cake. But I wanted to do it with you because to me, cake, there's great things we'll talk about instrumentally. But cake has so much to do to me with story and lyrics. Right. We'll get to that. Yeah, well, I don't even feel like we shouldn't be talking about this already. <clears throat> I'm off my game tonight. Too far. I apologize. Have some drinks. I've got a couple. Ooh. Are we even there already? Rachel. David. Question. Yes. Have you started listening to music yet from this year?
1: Yes. I have been trying my hardest to listen to the radio, the radio being Spotify, but like new music. Music mixes. I haven't really been listening to album to album, so I have a lot of singles in my head. It's a good
0: place to start, I'm though. getting there, yeah. The singles lead you to albums. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of stuff.
0: I've got a couple hot takes that I think I'm going to save till our next quick fire to pull out. <coughs> grow up we are on episode 88 we've actually recorded episodes uh opposite of subsequent Mm -hmm. what's the opposite of subsequent english major f (laughs) and we only have eight episodes until the finale yeah we've almost done it this year almost and now i'm already starting to think about next year
1: you've been thinking about next year for months it happens you're a crazy
0: person any albums you want to talk about next year (laughs) I'm very excited to do this band, Dissection. I've loved this band for a long time. I have some interesting thoughts now that I've really sat down and studied them hardcore for like a month. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that first. got to talk about the most important part of the night. What are we drinking, Rachel? (sighs)
1: So I was talking to my good friend, Vince Polio, 45-ish minutes ago. He's like, what are you drinking? Because that's what people say now. And I said, I don't know. I kind of want to do something like... cake." I wanted to put (laughs) cake into a blender somehow, (laughs) but I didn't have any cake and I didn't have any cookies, but I did have, (laughs) remember that disgusting Frosted Flakes milk that I had? No. It's like protein milk with like tons of sugar, but they have like different flavors, like Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes. Oh,
0: so it's kind of like a... So it tastes like... It's like a take on... Who's the female baker that she does milk bar and she got real famous for? She created the cereal milk ice cream. Oh, I
1: have no idea.
0: I think it's Christina something.
1: Christina, Christina Tossi, T O S I? Tosi. Yes. Okay. There you go. Anyway, milk bar. I've eaten there. Fantastic. Protein. Frosted Flakes Milk. <laughs> It tastes like it tastes like your kid was like, I ate all my cereal. And then you're like, she's like, hey, you want to drink my cereal milk? And then you're like, OK, you should have had cereal.
0: If I'm in a hurry in the morning and my kid ate 82 percent of her cereal and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going for it. And I just finished her cereal. Yeah. And it's soggy. And that's it's what fucking, it tastes yeah. like.
1: Yeah. It's disgusting. So anyway, put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Two parts Frosted Flakes cereal milk. One part vodka, just Smirnoff, off. One part espresso flavored Baileys, handful of ice. And chocolate syrup. Wow. Mm, in a blender. That's
0: intense.
1: It's a little strong because it was... uh,
0: Do you get really bad headaches? No. No.
1: I don't think so. It's a lot of sugar. My body's so used to a lot of sugar. Man. I think if I reverse this and try to eat healthy... (laughs) Then maybe then then you get
0: the shakes and the headaches and stuff. So I did because I'm all about the social media live that life. I did two (laughs) album photos. So these drinks are because of those one of which gotcha is big giant bud heavy. I was trying to think of the most American beer I could have, they didn't have this size of Peeber. No. I just got a Bud Heavy. In the ranking of true American beers, it goes PBR, Budweiser Heavy.
1: Do you think PBR is above Budweiser? I'm not saying oh. in like quality. I'm saying in like when people think America and think beer. Should we get into the- I feel like they should think- Should we
0: get in the history of past Blue Ribbon?
1: No, I know. I've read it. Remember the whole cheese? They made cheese during the exactly, war. Yeah. I know about Paps. No,
0: PBR is American but till you die.
1: I'm just saying when people think America- Okay, you're
0: right. I think for those of us in the Northwest, I think PBR is much more American. Mm -hmm. If you're going to other parts of the country, you're right. I think you're looking at Coors. Coors, the banquet beer. (laughs) Bud heavy. And then in stark contrast, we travel to Europe and I have a very well-made Negroni, which is... That's
1: very fancy.
0: (laughs) Quite the opposite. Delicious. What's in that? Hendrix Gin, Campari, and then uh, Antica Vermouth with a little expressed orange in there. so pretty. Sweet, it's summery, it's delicious. It's my favorite glass that I stole mm-hmm. from a uh, hotel room in Chicago. It's a good glass. That is our drink corner. We've done it. <laughs> We've got a lot to get to with this band. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. It's been a long time Since I've seen your smiling face It's been a long time
1: since I've seen a sunny
0: day. It's been a long time. Do you wait to eat Since for the podcast or do you just eat all day? Both. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. We are back. We're going to talk about the band first. We were just talking about how. I'm doing this new thing on TikTok. I am doing 10 second reviews for albums. What I'm doing is in my morning jogs every morning, mm-hmm. I go out, I take a jog right in the middle when I'm done listening to a random album that I chose from this list. If you don't know what list I'm talking about, go back and listen to other episodes. Don't be a brat. <laughs> I'd listen to the album once. I immediately just get on and do a quick 10 second review. And that's that. I'm using it as a cheat to force myself to get up and work out in the mornings, trying to wake my body up in the morning and do my runs. And it feels good. You're out, you're running at like 5 a.m. You feel like a beast. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. While doing this, I've talked evil into by telling him while we were recording episode, this is what he's going to start doing, (laughs) is every time we record an episode, he gives me one basic pointer, Mm -hmm. personal training of working out regimens of Mm -hmm. things like that. Like the first... Thing he told me was the very first thing that you need to get down are your sleeping patterns.
1: Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So
0: he's my personal trainer now.
1: That's nice. You're going to be so
0: fit. Probably not. <sighs> it's a fun little journey. You got a wedding coming up. Are you blasting your pecs? I don't
1: know if you've seen my delts lately.
0: Are they massive? Look at that. I think it's just lighting. No, I'm not really... They're
1: pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty impressive.
0: So the answer is yes. Yes. You've been...
1: There's a new place that opened in town and it's a yoga place, but it has a lot of ballet and bar like classes. Bar? Yeah. B-A-R-E. Oh, I know So I've been going to all those. Who you? Have you been? That's where you pick up the
0: single moms, man. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I have not been, but I I definitely know of
1: it. (laughs) So it's a lot of like uh, Tony and stuff. And then there's this other class that I take that's like NBA dancing, twerking and (laughs) like
0: that. (laughs) Does it work?
1: Have you seen my dad. Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: They're big. So we're both doing well. We're kicking ass. Good job us. Yeah. Rachel, (laughs) band dissection time. Mm -hmm. Pretty excited about this one. We are doing cake. As far as Cake, what was your comfort level with them before studying for this episode?
1: Not very. I had no idea that they had more than two albums. Really? I figured they did. I had only heard of Prolonging the Magic and Fashion Nugget because those were my time period. And I just assumed that they had stopped making music shortly after that. Granted, it was 11 years ago, but that's subjectively Mm -hmm. recent. Not a ton of, of knowledge about them. Vincent had Fashion Nugget. So I had heard them in my house when I was a kid. Outside of that album and and the hits, I really didn't know.
0: Were you a fan? Did you care about it? Were you Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's never been, and I don't know why, because they're fabulous. I really, really enjoyed studying for this. It was always something that was backgroundy sort of music. Yeah. It wasn't anything that elicited, especially at that time, you know, teenagers are listening to stuff that is like about drugs and love and, you know whatever. It didn't elicit any of those super hyper emotions that teenagers feel. So it wasn't something that was on repeat for me because it's just good music.
0: I actually hadn't thought of Mm -hmm. it that way that at the age that we were when this music was coming out. Yeah. You want something more obviously passionate than this. Yeah. So yeah, the band Cake, who you can categorize as anything indie rock funk rock pop rock all i'm sure this will be touched on a lot but really my favorite thing about cake is they are their own genre there's no other band they are a one of one
1: absolutely they've
0: got a fucking trumpet um, in their band i hate that word trumpet oh tr- <laughs> what did you think i said
1: i heard trump it not trumpet one word but
0: like trump like how what context would i've been using that in <laughs>
1: no i don't know they do have a trumpet Let's rewind. Oh,
0: don't say anything with Trump in it.
1: Stop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They have a trumpet in the band Cake.
1: They do have a trumpet. They have a lot of things. They have a lot of fun instruments, but they also pull in so many different genres of music that they're making with not a ton of instruments having like a mariachi sound and like kind of punk sometimes and they've got like synth stuff and they've got a wah pedal and there's so many different things associated. Like you said, they've kind of created their own sound because they've mixed so many things together that nobody else sounds like them.
0: I agree. If the beatnik movement had taken place in our generation of in the 90s, I feel like this Mm -hmm. would have been the perfect band. This is a beatnik band. It's yeah, just sure. 80 years too late. But yeah. it's also 80? it had to be post-beatnik because it is so unbelievably 70s soul and funk soaked. Yes. That anytime yes. that a band's spine is built by 70s funk and soul, it's gonna be a good fucking band. Mm-hmm. John McCrae, lead singer, founder of the band, mm-hmm. he was living in LA. Trying to start a band, and it wasn't fucking working, so he actually moved back to his hometown, Sacramento, to put this band together. This was 92? 91? To be honest, a lot of this dissection is not going to be about history of the band, because... And I mean this in the finest way possible beyond the very, very typical band. Well, this member left, this member left. This band has a completely boring fucking story.
1: Right. Very drama free.
0: Yes. Much like you would expect from people that are coming out with music like this. Mm -hmm. There's one really, really big, really, really bad thing that happened with one member. Other than that, there's no big drug problems. There's no big... Mm-hmm. John McRae, you get the feeling from watching interviews and things like that, that maybe there's times where he's difficult to deal with, mm-hmm. but he's a fucking music, he's a writer. Right. We all suck. That's just how it is. Original lineup of Cake was Greg Brown, who's the guitarist, fucking amazing guitarist. Vince Defoir is the trumpeter. Trumpeteer? I'm American. <clears throat> I don't. Trumpet guy. Plays that mouth thing. Uh, Sean McFessel is the bass player. Frank French was the drummer. McFessel was not the bass player long. He left to attend college. That's how young he was when he was in his band. And uh, he was replaced by Gabe Nelson. One of the big things that I'm just going to touch on when we start doing the album Dissection, we go album by album. I'll briefly touch on what members left and what members took their place. Mm There were a lot of personnel changes. Yeah. And I guess I'll touch on this now. I've always been a really huge fan of Cake. When I sat down and started studying their whole discography, I'm actually a teeny bit less of a fan now. Oh. I think the big part of it is, I talk about this a lot on this podcast, anytime you do a dissection and you start studying about a band that's members, were just the same through the whole fucking, through 10 years. Right. Their albums are just either staying the same or they're getting better. But there are so many personnel changes with this band. Mm -hmm. There are times where all of a sudden you're not hearing as much drums on the albums and you're hearing more drum tracks and and beat machines and it starts missing a little bit of soul maybe. Did you notice that at all when listening to their...
1: You know, and maybe I did this wrong because I didn't really think about the the turnover in the band. I didn't listen to them in order. Oh, I just okay. kind of skipped around. Like I said, I did not know that they had released something as recently as 2011. So I went from like Fashion Nugget to 2011, back to 94. Mm-hmm. It just kind of flip-flopped around.
0: That will be fun and interesting. As somebody that has kind of been a fan of Cake real time. Right. I've kept up with what they're about to come out with. I was that big of mm-hmm. a fan. It'll be interesting to hear where my opinions differ from somebody that kind of just discovered their discography at once. Yeah, With the exception of the one album, which just so everybody knows, spoiler for a couple episodes down the line, we aren't going to dissect Fashion Nugget much here because that's coming up in a later episode. And anybody that knows Cake and knows Fashion Nuggets, they, they get that. That album deserves its own episode. Sound-wise, we talked about their sound, how great it is, how tight your rhythm section has to be. The bass is just fucking unreal in this band. Fessel, Nelson, and Damiani. Nelson being the, right. the big goat. The only one he wasn't a part of was Fashion Nugget, right? Yeah. He was smart. And then all Make of a sudden came he was back. like, oh, shit, they're big now. Yeah, I'll come back. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Their guitar sound is incredible. The original guitarist Brown got his guitar sound from just playing shitty guitars. He had one little fucking rat distortion pedal. That's all he used. I don't know if he did this. I couldn't find it anywhere. I know that back in high school, we used to cover a couple cake songs. A little trick of the trade for some of you musicians out there. You take your wah pedal and you just leave it all the way open <laughs> with a little slight distortion. Sounds exactly like cake guitar. A little Hot trick tip. of the trade. Just in case you're ever on the road. <laughs> Need to do a cake cover, Rachel. Got it. I guess I'll ask this in two ways for you as far as personal influence. Before dissecting this band, if somebody would have said, hey, are you a fan of cake? What would you have said? And now what would you say?
1: I would have said, yeah, sure. I like cake. Who doesn't like cake? Cake, ironically, not named after the pastry, but named after when something gets stuck To something else. Yeah. I feel like the pastry is very appropriate. Like who's going to say no to cake at a party
0: or at the office? I've never been a big cake guy. All
1: right. Well, maybe it's just me. I would not (laughs) say no to cake. So that's kind of how I feel, how I felt. Even
0: if it's like shitty store-bought? I love shitty
1: store-bought cake. Anyway, my opinion of cake, the band, more of a fan now. It was never anything that I'd ever be like, turn that shit off. Not a huge fan before, but definitely a bigger fan now talked to Vince again before this, but convinced him to listen to the more recent stuff because he had fallen off after prolonging the magic. Hadn't really listened to anything. So
0: I feel like that is universally the attitude of cake. I feel like there are either people that have dudes my age that just followed cake and were big fans or people are just like, yeah, cake. Cake's cool. Yeah. That one song. Yeah. That's good. I would consider myself A very big fan of cake in fact if you don't believe me you can go by my equation that i do (laughs) on this podcast i've literally so far out of the equation this is my favorite band of all time Granted, I haven't, there are a ton of bands I would think would be my favorite that would be higher than this. This is your
1: favorite band of all time, according to the equation. I love that you have an equation. It
0: is. (laughs) Yeah. As of right now, my rankings are Cake, number one, Credence, number two, Foo Fighters, number three, Peter Gabriel, number four. Mm. Favorite band of all time, but third to worst, best band of all time as far as their numbers, their platinums, that sort of thing. I love Cake. I very, very much love Cake. It's one of those bands where I very specifically remember certain parts about growing up with them. There was one point in time where some really good high school friends of mine and I, we would only listen to Cake. We'd drive around and and just fucking sing Cake songs and stuff. And it was universal too, because I think about that time I was hanging out with choir people and jock nerds and drama nerds Mm -hmm. and we'd all, everybody listened to Cake. Everybody liked them. So
1: that's a really good point. They had so many different vibes and so many different kinds of musical influences in there that there really was something for everyone in there. I don't think you're gonna. find a lot of people that are like, that band is shit.
0: Like I said, I just think they're one of one. And anytime you find a band that's one of one, how can you not love that? Right. Seeing them live, you've never seen them live.
1: No, I've never seen Cake live. You have seen them I live. I have. That's fantastic. With Evil. <gasps> what? I know him. Yeah.
0: Evil and I and some other friends went and saw Cake at the Idaho Botanical Gardens.
1: <gasps> Ooh. It was
0: one of the best concerts I've ever seen. It was glorious. Speaking of that, did you see what they do at every single one of their concerts? No. They give away a native tree
1: oh yeah they take a a
0: tree that's native to the town that they're in and then they either Mm -hmm. have like a pre thing where they have a raffle where they give it to a person or they just pick somebody in the crowd or they'll have like people do a dance off or something like that and they give a they give a tree most of this episode is going to be lyric talk and we will see that they're Mm they're definitely hippies yeah for sure how good of musicians would you say these guys are
1: okay i would say better than average I wouldn't say any of them are amazing. Vince is great. Mm -hmm. John is great. Both of them really good. And John is unique outside of being talented. There's not a lot of like that deadpan presentation of vocals. The combinations that they've had are what make them good. The sum of their parts.
0: I kind of think... That in that respect, I kind of think they're the perfect band. And what I mean by that is they have a guitar player who's not shredding. Right. He's not wanting to shred. But he has such a unique sound that five bars and you're like, oh, that's Kate guitar. Right. Drums are extremely simple. Mm-hmm. It's got a fucking trumpet. So it's automatically just original. Right. The lead singer is doing something different than anybody does, which you touched on. It's not spoken word. It's not rap. It's almost just poetry, which I love. The perfect amount of snarky Mm -hmm. and dry 90s sarcasm, but he definitely means what he's singing. The best musician to me in every song that shines through by far is the bass player, which if you are a soul band, which I do consider these guys, that's who should be shining through. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the sum of their parts, they're kind of the perfect fucking band. They're very lovely. They are. So here's what we're going to do, and this is going to take a while, which anybody that's listened to the cake, to the cake, Mm -mm. anybody that's listened to the (laughs) cake will understand what I'm talking about. We are going to, as we usually do, go through every single album one by one quickly. We're not going to delve into it, particularly Fashion Nugget. We're going to go really quick through that. I'm going to do things a little bit differently this time. We'll give our our little small thoughts on it and everything, but what I want to delve into in every single album is some lyrics mm-hmm. because where this band's prowess lies is the incredible delivery and writing of their lyrics it's of our generation's bands that we're a fan of i think it's some of the best that you're ever going to find and i got Lomus miss lyric here to help me out <laughs> so here we go huh, it's a lot of pressure let's start with debut album 1994's motorcade of generosity mm-hmm. we talked about the original lineup going from showroom right. to this was there anything that was jarring for you?
1: Their lyrics have always been great. Although there are a couple songs that I was kind of disappointed in. But I expected them to be a lot worse than they were. Because you always expect a huge amount of growth. And especially in 16, 17 years. So mm-hmm. I went 17 years backwards. And I just expected them to be shit. And they were not. They were really good still.
0: Some might even say better.
1: Interesting. Would you say that? Mm-hmm. Did you hate 2011? Is that why?
0: I didn't hate it. We'll get into it. So Motorcade of Generosity, their first album, people that listen to this frequently know that I'm a big fan of the raw and the beginning and the we don't quite have all the kinks worked out yet. There are parts of this album that I very much love more than any of their other albums. But one of the things that's a big deal about this album is that I think that there are a few select songs, and this is something else that I've said before. When you are hearing a band's first album, you are hearing at least three to four songs of the main writer's best of his life, his or her life. So some song that he wrote five years ago that he says oh my God, this is by far the greatest thing that I'll ever write. You're going to hear Mm -hmm. that on their first album. I want to ask you about a few songs. Since you are my lyric buddy, I want to get your take on them. Starting with You Part the Waters. Mm. For anybody that needs refreshing their memory, the chorus is him basically just saying, you have a grand piano, you don't play grand piano, I'm the one that plays piano.
1: I don't think that those were the most profound lyrics. Uh,
0: (laughs) I don't think I have anything good to say, so I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Well, no, you can say bad things if you Um, think they suck.
1: Lazy and repetitious. Hmm, Okay. Which I feel like is okay to say because there's so much stuff that's really good. But like you said, there's this idea that this album is everything from 1964 when John was born to 1994. So his entire life up to that point is in these lyrics Whereas like the next album is a couple years later. So really this stuff should be amazing.
0: So here's my thoughts on this song. This is why I think this song sets up his career as far as he's very, very much into class warfare. Okay. He's very much into you were born into something that you don't Mm -hmm. appreciate. And then there are people that aren't born into that and possibly deserve it more than you. I am very torn on those thoughts. I'm very torn on there's a part of me that's, well, you work hard enough, you're going to get yourself a piano. But there's also the reality of America as far as class. If you are maybe a specific ethnicity born in a specific inner city of a specific city, the odds of you getting out of that and buying a piano are 20 times less likely than somebody like me being able to do that. That's my take on this song. Maybe a little trying to make something more out of what's. No, actually
1: there. I think its lyrics are meant to be dissected, and I think that disagree. Just like any piece of art that you look at or listen to, it can be interpreted in multiple different ways.
0: You part the waters, the same ones that I'm thirsty for. That's not lazy. That is a great line.
1: That is a great line. God
0: damn, Rachel. Sorry. <laughs> What about Rock and Roll Lifestyle?
1: Mm, I don't want to give anything away, but I liked it. Oh. I liked it a lot. One might say it was in the top one of the songs on this album for me. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: See, I would have thought something different for you.
1: It made me think of Peter Gabriel. And so in that way, I was just like, I love
0: this. Well, you didn't need to bring Peter Gabriel in. this. <laughs> What did you love about Rock and Roll Lifestyle?
1: I think I've learned to appreciate the cheesiness of it.
0: I mean, that's the beauty about cake songs, most of them. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Lifestyle is... It's pretty much put on the fucking piece of paper for you. There's not a lot of hmm, what does he mean by mm-hmm. this? He's saying, is it you or your parents in this income tax? Brett? Like right. how the fuck are you affording all this? I always thought this was funny because punk rockers are supposed to be so anti establishment, right? but then they buy $175 jackets and they buy yeah. a million buttons to put on it. and they,
1: mm-hmm. It's
0: fucking hilarious as long as your soda cans are red, b- white, and blue ones.
1: What do you think that means? The red, white, and blue soda I
0: can't Circle of American Life. Mm-hmm. Some rich dude is going to bash his expensive guitar and you will do anything to pay all of your hard-earned money to get that part of that guitar or that memorabilia or whatever, Hmm. that other guy is just going to keep bashing his expensive guitar as long as the factory is open where these $12 an hour people working can still go home and watch their football game and have their Budweiser. They're good to go. Yeah. Meanwhile, the only people that are actually profiting from this are the super uber rich company owners that's my take okay. agree disagree sure did you get a chance to listen to Jolene
1: it was fine i didn't ha- i don't have any strong feelings for or against it Outside of the fact that I thought it was going to be a cover of Jolene. Yeah. And I was really excited because they do so many covers. And I was like, yeah, fucking Jolene, let's do this, Dolly Parton.
0: Motorcade of Generosity, Raw album. I think there is a lot of maybe not great on this album, but I think that there are a few songs on here that I just love. Rachel, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite song on Motorcade of Generosity?
1: Uh, Rock and Roll Lifestyle
0: that's awesome yeah excess ain't rebellion how about you well, mine is jolene oh, actually okay. i think that is it's not my favorite it i think it's the best
1: oh because of why
0: chord progression is amazing the vocals are great i love the fucking end where he's screaming to get down and everybody is complying with that okay that leads us to 1996's platinum fashion nugget two the times big one platinum. that we are thank you that we are not going to get very much into yeah um Honestly, we could talk about so many. I will keep it simple. For this uh by the way, Gabe and Nelson were out. Drum and bass, Todd Roper and Victor Gabiani were in and they proceeded to make by far Cake's most popular album, yeah. probably for good reason. Rachel, besides what you think is the best song on this, are there any other standouts for you that you want to mention?
1: Well, this is the first album that had covers on it. This had Glory Gainers' I Will Survive, which is just a fabulous take on it. And if you think any differently, you're wrong.
0: If a male were to redo this song, this is the only way that it works.
1: Right. That song was in five movies before 2005.
0: Their version of I Will Survive.
1: And was also on undergrads on MTV. A lot of their music you'll find you probably know from film because so much of their music is
0: used i didn't realize i know some of their songs have been used in movies i actually didn't know that
1: yeah and also their cover of perhaps perhaps perhaps
0: it's so good cake's version of perhaps 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 is probably in my top five of best covers of all of time all time, yeah it's so fucking good cake's covers are unreal i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're one-on-one band right. That they are such a band that when they do a song, it is their own. Mm -hmm. It's their own version. Do you have a favorite cover that they do?
1: Oh, it's probably I Will Survive. It's so good because you know exactly what it is, but it's cake.
0: Yeah. Did you know that she didn't like the... Did you know she didn't like it? (laughs)
1: Because it said fuck.
0: (laughs) Oh, Gloria Gaynor. Don't be a prude, Gloria. That's a terrible reason to not like a song. (laughs) (laughs) Their fucking version of War Pigs is fantastic. The siren going off. Monomena... How mm-hmm. do you not love that? Cakes covers are fucking great. Yeah, they are. This is spoilers, but who cares? We're not talking about favorites. Talking about best. What do you think is the best song on Fashion Nugget? Open Book. I just wanted to be clear. I would have called that. <laughs> I, knew I knew that, that was going to be your favorite. Open Book is fucking brilliant. But
1: why is it my favorite?
0: Literature metaphors. You're right. You didn't really have to. But it's it's such a brilliant metaphor. Yeah, it's great. I think the best song on Fashion Nugget is Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I would have guessed that, just so everyone knows.
0: You're such a liar. (laughs) Some of the lines on that song are just haunting to me. Let's go to 1998's Prolonging the Magic, their follow-up to their massive, massive hit, which also went platinum. Right,
1: right. But just one time. Losers. Nerds.
0: At this point in time, Greg Brown is out. McCurdy is in for guitar, which definitely changes things. Damiani is out. Gabe Nelson is back in for bass, and he would be for the long haul. Follow-up to Fashion Nugget. Right. Hey, way to follow up your great album. Oh, really bad follow-up. Give us- I a- think
1: it was a good follow-up. I don't think it was like fantastic, but better than the last one but i think it was a very strong follow-up
0: i love this album mm-hmm. i think it's fantastic there's a lot more on this album that's a little bit repetitive sure particularly zan mccurdy the guitarist started doing very very similar guitar parts if you listen to let me go and "Hemmy your garment and there's like four that do the same exact dun 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 Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. Like exact same guitar syncopation. But shit, when you have something that's yours, use it. Sure. Terrible, good, great, amazing. You rate it. The gravedigger puts on the forceps. The stonemason does all the work. The barber can give you a haircut. The carpenter can take you out to lunch. Take you out to lunch, not at lunch. <laughs> There's no point in taking you out when you're already at lunch. But I just want to play on my pan pipes. I just want to drink me some wine. As soon as you're born, you start dying. So you might as well have a good time.
1: Uh, I don't think they're dumb. I think they're written cleverly, even though they're simple. (laughs) Do you think they're stupid? Do you hate them?
0: I feel like that was the biggest backhanded compliment you've ever given. I mean,
1: a child could have written (laughs) it, but they're funny. They're good. I
0: think that's fucking brilliant. And I only have one lyric tattooed on me. Mm -hmm. As soon as you're born, you start dying, so you might as well have a good time. Mm-hmm. I would contemplate getting that tattooed.
1: Who do you have tattooed on you?
0: It's a soul coughing line. Where is it? Uh, I love that. I th- that could I be think fun for line, our Patreon. Just wait till I'm back in runner shape. Yeah. There are a couple songs on prolonging the magic that I feel like might be seen as insulting to Christians. Do you see them that way?
1: So, No. Here's why. I feel like they are performed in such a manner that they could be taken entirely sarcastically. I just read them as it's sarcasm, and they're just being funny and ironic. Personally, no. However, I'm sure you know, they got a parental advisory sticker put on their album, not because of swearing, but because of satanic-themed lyrics. (laughs) Yes. For Satan, Satan is my, is my motor.
0: motor, which is a very, very obvious metaphor. For Satan is my motor, which I f- I fucking love. I think it's amazing. Is basically the song about how he is this tries to be this really good person. He does good things. Right. He's he's good to his the woman he's with. He's a good friend. But there is this thing inside of him that just sometimes something not so good is going to come out, which I very much relate to. It doesn't have anything to do with fucking Satan. It's just what better metaphor for good and bad than heaven and hell or Satan. Sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell, that sort of thing.
1: I mean, I take as much insult to that as what was the Emperor's New Groove where that one guy had a devil on a shoulder and an angel on another shoulder it's not anything that that's a good overwhelmingly insulting i think
0: <laughs> what do you think is the best song on prolonging the magic
1: i hate to say this because I feel like it's too easy, but it's because of the nostalgia of it and it's never there. But then in in re-listening to it, the lyrics are good too. I'm going to defend it that way.
0: This is about the point in time where I thought that their radio hits started to be like their least best song.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: I didn't like Never There. We'll get into another one later on that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I think the best song on this album is Guitar. Okay. If I threw my guitar out the window. But I really do think Prolonging the Magic really had its shit figured out. Mexico is a fantastic song. I had a match. She had a lighter. Mm-hmm. Hemmier Your Garment is fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's the only song I remember from being in a movie, which was in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, that was.
0: Good old Jim Carrey. Mm. Let Me Go is great. Uh, and then Where Would I Be? Where would I be without your love? It sounds like this beautiful... That's a love chorus, right? right. That's, you know, where would I be... But the music is very minor, very dark. Mm-hmm. It's this acoustic minor guitar with this very, very slow, sad trumpet playing. I love it when songs do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where would I be without your love is actually probably more of like a how much better off would I be if I would have gotten out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 2001's Comfort Eagle. Yay! Todd Roper, goodbye. Pete McNeil, hello. Who <clears throat> drummed for cake? <laughs> From 2001 to 2004 until he was sentenced to 15 years to life in California State Prison for child molestation. So maybe not all of them were great. Yikes. But hey, they got rid of him. They didn't know. Thoughts on Comfort Eagle.
1: Oh, his mugshot is terrifying. What a piece of shit. You know what I hate is Rolling Stone trying to charge me for looking at their website. Log in or subscribe. Fuck you, Rolling Stone. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. 500 greatest songs of all time album whatever we should
0: talk about those
1: comfort eagle i liked all of it but the drumming
0: well put they used a lot of drum machine on this album
1: i thought this was the one when i was taking notes that i took the most oh, lyric notes like off it. of i have a feeling that i liked it a lot because of that
0: that means there's a couple songs we can talk about i want to talk about meanwhile yeah. rick james this song fascinates me because I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Lord of the Flies references on this. Did you have a take Mm -hmm. on this song at all?
1: This song was very confusing for me. (laughs) Me too. I don't know that I'm going to be able to understand it. So I'm just going to stop trying. It's one of those ones where I would have to take each line and be like, what does this line mean? Because even within the same paragraph, it's not making sense to me.
0: But I want to talk about a song that I think is fucking brilliant lyrically, Commissioning a Symphony in C. What I take from this song is right there on the paper. He's talking about this Austrian nobleman that's decided that before he dies, he wants to do something amazing that he'll be remembered forever by. So what he does is he goes and he hires a brilliant music writer to commission a symphony in C. Right. That person does it. He writes this. I think there are multiple layers to this because first off a symphony in C is not a, I'm not saying that it's easy to write, but it's kind of notoriously the most easiest. It's a fucking simple thing to write. And so he commissions this person to write a symphony in C and it's this easy stupid fucking song which is ironic because he wanted to be remembered forever but then society fucking loves it Mm -hmm. they go insane for it and so now he is remembered for this kind of stupid shitty art that he didn't even write right is he supposed to be proud of the fact that it's his even though he did just layers and layers Mm -hmm. and layers yeah all
1: those things that was easy that's what she said. No, I really think you kind of hit it on the head. I don't know what else I can add. I think that a lot of people that have money pay to have these things commissioned and get all this credit for things that aren't that fantastic.
0: Like Shakespeare. Or are- <laughs> I'll kill you. What do you think is the best song on? Comfort Comfort Eagle. Eagle.
1: I liked Comfort Eagle. Did you? Yes. It had a cool vibe. And it had the lyrics that that I love that I wrote down is, we are building, we are making a brand. We're the only ones to turn to. Building a religion? Yeah. We're the only ones to turn to when your castles turn to sand. It just had a lot of these really beautiful lyrics in it. I like the vibe of the music.
0: So you liked it because that's a little bit heavier, at least in the form of the guitar and the drums and stuff. Sure, yeah. I think the best song is Meanwhile, Rick James. I don't know what the fuck it means, but as far as the guitar part, the drumming, the chord progression, the I don't know what it means, but there's something about it. Sure. That leads to next year, 2002's Pressure Chief. Same lineup this time, huh?
1: I loved, again, I wrote a lot of lyrics down on this one. I loved Wheels. I loved... I wrote what your favorite song was on here.
0: Oh, you did? I did. What is my favorite song on here? I'm not going to tell you. I
1: love The Guitar Man. I loved She'll Hang the Baskets. That one I listened to over and over and over again to try and understand. Because that one was simple enough to where I was like, I can get this. I can figure this this one out. It wasn't... (laughs) There wasn't something different in every stanza. So... End of the movie was good. Mm. There was a lot. Mm -hmm. I really liked this album, actually.
0: You started with Guitar Man. Right. Another fucking brilliant cover. Mm -hmm. Absolutely brilliant. End of the movie, that's another one of those cake songs that is just so... Yes. It's right there on the paper. There's no Mm -hmm. weird, you got to think about it.
1: Tougher Than It Is was the last one that I... Because I was just going kind of in order of the ones that I liked. Wheels... You're gonna love this in Wheels, and they played this for Vince. Did you catch, you know, the opening of Barry, the
0: brass? (laughs) There's
1: that, it happens in Wheels. Oh, you saw the. It's like 50 seconds in or something. Yeah. I think I'm a crazy person, but then I played it for him, and he's like, yep, that's right. And I was like, Rachel,
0: it's very different. You just have to have a musician's ear. fuck off now i want to watch barry i haven't seen barry in a long time have you
1: finished this season nope so shut david. up david oh my gosh
0: rachel what's the best song on pressure chief
1: mm, guitar man even though
0: it's a cover it's a cover you know what is my favorite song on it
1: i wrote what your favorite is but now that i've heard you talk a little bit uh i had written down no phone but i think that's wrong
0: that's probably my least favorite song on the album
1: okay i think it's end of the movie
0: i think the best song on Pressure Chief is Wheels,
1: but what's your favorite song?
0: I don't want to. Re- I don't want to say yes or no, just in case that song's like on my top five favorite Cake songs of all time. Hint, hint. Let's get to the final fucking Cake album, 2011's Showroom of Compassion. Yes. Uh, their most recent album. This was after, obviously, a almost 10-year hiatus. They took nine mm-hmm. years off. They came out with this kind of out of nowhere. Nobody really saw it coming, but very familiar sounding.
1: They did put out the B-sides. Okay. That doesn't count.
0: That's not. B-sides and rarities they came out with, which had a lot of covers. It had some live It only stuff. had nine they had covers on they it. don't usually play. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of them aren't that good, okay. but a couple of them are fucking Show more of
1: compassion. Um, Go.
0: Some great music, but it's kind of the same thing as Pressure Chief. There's some drum machine here and there. There's some well-written songs. You have federal funding. You have Mustache Man. You have Sick of You. That was a hit on this.
1: I actually liked it. I thought there was a a lot of really good stuff in there. I do think it was definitely not as good as the other stuff, but I think I expected it to be a lot worse. And I don't know if it was because of the big break uh, between albums... Or just Fashion Nugget and Prolonging the Magic were just so good that nothing can compare sort of thing. And they're just kind of, we're famous enough and we can put any album together at this point and people will buy it. My expectations were a little bit
0: lower. I think that's the beauty of a band like this is I definitely will never get that vibe. The vibe of like, ah, we're just, let's, yeah. we're out of money. Let's go do this. They've never been big on merch. They've never been big on, they just, they tour. I love that about them. It seems like as their discography goes, I become a a lesser fan of songs per. There are songs on this I love. I think Long Time is fantastic. Mm. Federal funding is good. Mustache Man is yeah. is great. I have wasted so much time. Did
1: you get kind of an Amelie vibe at one point from it?
0: From Mustache Man?
1: Listen to it again. It looks like, what's that? No, when Tearsen? I think Amelie, I
0: think... Mars, Tiersen. Mustache Man is so f- rock funk. Like When I think Amelie, I think musical kind of light... I loved that movie. I had a crush on her. She's
1: gorgeous. Jan. His name was Jan Tierson.
0: That's a made up name. What <laughs> is the best song on Showroom of Compassion?
1: Controversial answer, Teenage Pregnancy.
0: Ah, Lyric Free.
1: Yes. I. Is that because
0: it's basically Beethoven for the first 30 seconds?
1: Okay, don't be mad. This is where I wrote Amelie, not Mustache Man. I read the wrong line.
0: <laughs> that makes so much more sense. That makes more sense. It makes sense. way more sense. Okay, yes. I get it.
1: They had this beautiful, and I love when they do this, is there's piano and then it like slowly introduces each instrument. Mm-hmm. It's just gorgeous. I think they did it in such a great
0: way. I, I It is gorgeous. So I, I do think it's basically like fucking a cover of Beethoven. So yeah, you're going to get some okay shit. I think the best song on Showroom of Compassion is Mustache Man, the not Amelie mm-hmm. song.
1: <laughs> there's a line in it that I wrote down. With the mustache man on the carpet of his van, you can feel your fatty tissues giving way to sweaty hands. And it was so visceral. I mean, this song
0: is about a disgusting sexual encounter, right? That's what it. Yeah. Seems. Yeah.
1: The visual of that was pretty amazing. I mean, it's disgusting.
0: And that's their discography. We are going to take a break. Rachel is going to read the rest of the outline that I gave her and fill it out, <laughs> and then we will get to some more and categories. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Let's get into some awards and categories. <laughs> Let's talk about band name, song titles, album covers. Rachel, what do you feel about this band name?
1: I hate this name. Oh, And here's why I love and hate it. I love it. And then you go trying to Google cake.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And
1: everything but the band comes up.
0: Yeah. It is I so frustrating. Type band after cake? Bullshit. This is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I like? Though, what I love, I love their album art.
1: I love their album art. Isn't it
0: fantastic? It is
1: fabulous. It's so good. I love how consistent it's been throughout the years. The
0: whole, yeah. Every
1: album is different, but it's like they're using the same font. They're using the same kind of style, the same type of colors, and the same vibe. It's just, they're fabulous.
0: Completely agree. Hey, Cake, you know what would happen if you would fucking reissue your vinyls every now and then? People would fucking (laughs) buy them. So maybe reissue Motorcade and reissue Prolonging. Please. dickheads.
1: David, that's not the way to make
0: friends. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, song titles are song titles. Frank Sinatra's Frank Sinatra. Mustache Man is Mustache Man. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, big props for your album art cake because it's, it's so good. How timeless is the band's music? Is it good even if you weren't around when the album came out? Hard to answer because we were around. Right. I still say that any band that's a one out of one think it's timeless. Mm. But I could see where some people would think that, hey, this is such a mid nineties dry, snarky post grunge mid nineties thing.
1: Yes and no, because it definitely does have that. But like we've talked about, it has so many other vibes to it that I feel like the kids these days could get on board. You know that whole that lit song that was popular when we were kids? What song? My own worst enemy.
0: That one is cool
1: with the kids again. They love that song. Kids are idiots. I'm just saying... Kids yeah. are idiots. Pull up your pants, you fucking idiots.
0: Stop wearing your pants backwards, you crazy kids. <laughs> <laughs> band member replacements, was it noticeable? Did it change the band for worse or better? What are what are your thoughts, Rachel, before I... Fuck
1: if I know, David. I can't say that I noticed too much.
0: You didn't notice that... I mean, I get that you were chronologically off, mm-hmm. but you didn't notice that there were certain albums that were a little more digital. Yes, Drum machine.
1: And honestly, that I just chalked up to different producers and different. uh, So in that way, I didn't pay attention to who was playing on it because I was like, "Eh, well, they switched this up. They changed record labels. They did this. They did that. And so I didn't really think of, oh, well, it's a completely new drummer. It's a completely new bassist.
0: That makes sense. I'm just glad that there was a continuous use of the vibra slap. Because the slap is a fantastic instrument, (laughs) and Cake uses it so well. It is time to rank Cake albums from least favorite to most favorite. If we have them all the same, we have to do six shots. That's fair. We're not going to have them all the same, so I'm not too worried about it. You go first. Um, (laughs) No cheating. There's no (laughs) cheating in this game six albums sixth we'll just say least favorite yeah my least favorite cake album is which i think we are very different on this my least favorite is pressure chief oh Um, i don't love this album there are a couple great songs but the rest of it is pretty meh doesn't do a lot for me rachel what is your least favorite cake album
1: i said motorcade of generosity wow really? i know we're so
0: different you and i
1: nothing in common do you hate pizza?
0: I'm not a big fan anymore. It makes me sick. Really? Yeah, I think I'm starting to be a gluten loser.
1: <sighs> that sucks. If
0: I eat pizza, my night is destroyed. You know, it's terrible.
1: Domino's has a gluten-free crust. Although, have you've ever had a gluten-free crust, it's disgusting. The,
0: yeah, that's my... Yeah. If my addiction is to where I'm having to eat gluten free Domino's pizza, then we that's a whole other intervention. (laughs) Gluten. There's like gluten
1: and beer and things Uh, too. You're fucked.
0: I'm never gonna give you (laughs) up. Uh Rachel, what is your (laughs) fifth favorite, second to least favorite cake album?
1: Uh Showroom of Compassion. Okay. To Agree? Disagree? Uh,
0: That is same here. (gasps) That's one shot. It is. It's my fifth favorite cake album. It's fun. There's good songs. I think it's well written. I just, I don't love it.
1: That's fine. You don't have to love it. I
0: don't choose to listen to it that often. Rachel, what is your fourth favorite cake album?
1: Comfort Eagle. Mine too. <gasps> That's two shots.
0: Man, Samesy's Magoo. Ooh. Comfort Eagle has a lot more writing for it to me than Showroom. Mm-hmm. But I still, this is where I think there's the big, I personally think there are three fantastic cake albums and three okay cake albums. We've just gone through the three okay ones for me. Mm-hmm. But Rachel, what is your third favorite Cake album?
1: So this is where it's going to start getting different. Prologuing the Magic. Wow. Was third for me.
0: Wow. So you have Pressure Chief way up there. Yeah. Holy cow. That is very different. Yeah. My third favorite is Motorcade of Generosity. I still think they were figuring things out. Right. There are a lot of songs on here that I don't love but there are also about three songs on Motorcade of Generosity part in Part the Waters, Rock and Roll Lifestyle, Jolene, that I think are some of the most well-written cake songs there are. Sure. Absolute brilliance in Motorcade, which leads us to our two favorite cake albums. Rachel, what is your favorite cake album? Fashion Nugget. So Pressure Chief is your second favorite. Yeah. Fashion Nugget is your first. Right. Wow. You really, really like Pressure Chief.
1: There was a lot of good writing on it i really liked it
0: that's impressive good for them yeah there is some very good writing on it you're right i think that prolonging the magic and fashion nugget are both incredible albums but in the end fashion nugget is just i don't want to be the the obvious oh you know it's the double platinum but every single song on fashion nugget is fucking great Mm -hmm. in its own right and yeah i think that's the best cake album they probably don't even like that. They're probably like, fuck, man. Can somebody just, can we be done with Fashion Nugget? Yeah. Well, the answer is no. No, no. you can't. <laughs> Which leads us to our top five favorite songs. Rachel, you've had weeks to think about this. What did you decide?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is,
0: what is your fifth favorite cake song?
1: My fifth favorite cake song, again, controversial, Teenage Pregnancy.
0: Wow. Yeah. Beethoven. Without words. My fifth favorite is Guitar. Ooh, okay. If I threw my guitar out the window so far down, would I start to regret it? Love it, great song. Good song. Leads to my fourth favorite, which was a little bit spoiled. That's okay. My fourth favorite Cake song is "End of the Movie." it's ah, uh, a good one. That song is fucking beautiful. Just if you haven't heard "End of the Movie," if you're maybe having a bit of a tough time, it's just good. It's a good. Go check that song out. Very simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Beautiful things. What's your fourth?
1: I put Comfort Eagle as Ooh, my fourth. Wow,
0: you really like that one.
1: Yeah, I did. Girl, you're crazy. You're crazy.
0: Okay, so what's your third then?
1: Okay, so I did a tie. No.
0: For third. What? No.
1: Here's the thing, please.
0: No. What? No. This is,
1: this is my way of fitting in six songs. Here's why. Because three and 3.5 are both covers and I feel like there shouldn't even be covers on here, but they're both so good. What are that they? They should share a spot. What do you think they are?
0: I will survive and perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Exactly. Okay. I'm kicking I will survive off.
1: Okay. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> this is my number three.
0: <laughs> do you want to know my reasoning? Yeah. Didn't have any.
1: Because Gloria hates it?
0: No. Had none. Just went with it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> my third favorite... As soon as you're born, you start dying. So you might as well have a good time. Yeah. Sheep go to heaven. I am a goat. Aww. That is not me calling myself the goat, by the way. That song's fucking brilliant. Can't you be Everything both? about that song's brilliant. A goat and sheep?
1: No, the goat and a goat. Doubt it? Yeah.
0: I'm not the goat in anything.
1: In your daughter's eyes. Which leads eyes. me
0: to my number two. <laughs> We're going to differ a lot on this. My second favorite cake song. Is You Part the Waters.
1: I love that song. No, you do I don't. think it is profound. I think it's lyrically complex. You don't
0: even play piano. <laughs> Rachel, what's your second favorite cake
1: uh, song? End of the movie. God,
0: it's so good. It's so good. It is. It's really fucking good. It's a great song. Which leads Great us song. to our number one favorite cake songs. Rachel, what you got? I
1: wrote Guitar Man.
0: It's a good song. It's a cover. You and your covers.
1: I know. That's the thing. I feel bad.
0: Why but It's good. are you holding a lighter?
1: Because it was in my drawer and I was playing with Jones
0: it. Jones in for a cigarette.
1: I just need a sig.
0: Guitar Man is a fantastic cover. I'm mm-hmm. not even bad at that. I think it's crazy that a cover is your favorite. But mine is Satan is My Motor. Not surprised. It's such a good song. Yeah, it's, it's good. so good. Well written. Love it. We are almost done. We have to rate the band. How high are they on your mountain? Are they honor Mount Rushmore. Are they ranked? Do you love them more than most? I would imagine that Rachel, they probably aren't on any of your favorite lists or anything, right?
1: Yeah, that's so. correct. This is okay. This is how I describe Cake in my mind. In Cake, I am the Academy of Motion Pictures and Cake is Leonardo DiCaprio. I acknowledge him and I know he's there, but he's not winning any awards. He's there and he's on my radar, but they're not like on the mountain. They're not in the top 10 albums or bands of all time for me.
0: Well, the problem is, is that once you've been listening to Cake for 25 years, then you basically just have to stop listening to it.
1: Why is that? Oh, clever. Okay, I got there. I got there.
0: Yeah. See, I would equate... After I've done this, I did just, it's a lot of similarities. It's a lot of, you start to realize that maybe you don't love these, some of these songs as much as you thought you did. I still love Cake. I think they're fantastic. They're currently on, like I said, they're currently my favorite on my Mm -hmm. equation. But I think if there are a hundred Cake songs, 50 of them are pretty similar to each other and and can be kind of swapped. And that's Cake. I love Cake. I'm really glad that we did this. If you become a vinyl collector, would you buy any Cake albums because of this?
1: Yes. Yes and yes. Yes, because the albums, I found there's a lot more. Because if you'll notice on my top five list, there's no hits on there. There's nothing that was on the radio. And so I obviously discovered some cake that I like that I didn't know existed. So in that way, absolutely. But also, as we said, their albums are just gorgeous.
0: They, like, yeah.
1: they would look lovely on a They're shelf very pretty. to display. Yes. And so in that way, even more so.
0: Love that. And for those of you wondering, dude, you didn't even fucking touch anything on Fashion Nugget. There's a reason for that. It's coming. It'll be a big episode with three of us involved. And that is our cake dissection. Cake, love ya. Great band. I love that they give trees away at their concert. That's awesome. Yeah. How can you not love that?
1: What a good group of
0: guys. And we're done. Minus that one. We're done. How'd we do? Good. Sweet. Join us next week. Rachel, it's you and I, one more again.
1: Me. Can't handle so much fun.
0: It's you and I, one more again for episode 89. We're talking Janet. Woo. On episode 89. Love her. The Miss Jackson.
1: If you're nasty. If you're
0: nasty. We're not just talking about Janet. We're mostly talking about Janet. We're talking about what happened to Janet. com at first verse, verse, Pod. Everybody, you are awesome. To all you cake lovers out there, keep listening because we do have another cake episode coming. I did get the rights to only one album of Cake because everything else is on Columbia, which fuck them. Fuck but Show of Compassion is on a different label that gave us the rights. To play the music. So if you're listening to this showroom of compassion is both of our favorite albums of cake.
1: And Yay! <laughs> love it. Thank you.
0: Everybody go have a good night. Rachel, what are you doing for the rest of your Friday?
1: That's a great question. I think there's some sort of game night in the works. Nice. Yeah. How about you?
0: I'm gonna go watch the Mariners.
1: Yay, go sports.
0: 99% playoff odds right now for my Seattle Mariners. First time in 20 years, okay? Have they been around that long? 70s. Have fun playing games. We love you. We're getting in the nitty gritty here, folks. Mm-hmm. We've got plans. We're going to be in the mountains. Ooh. We don't know what we're going to do yet. <laughs> I'm trying to get permission to... So I, let's just say this. I have a second favorite bar of all time that I'm trying to get permission for us to mm. do our 100th episode in. Is it in Idaho? It is in Idaho. Mm. It's in a little town called Crouch. <gasps> if we can't do that, then we're just going to do it around a campfire, which, come on, can't get any better than that. I hope you enjoyed listening to Rachel E eating chips non-stop for two straight hours how do you not weigh fucking 300 pounds i don't get it We love you good night and good luck oh oh i want to stay right by your